Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Hello listeners, here we are, episode 7 of Fresh from the Esky. On my own tonight, actually very much on my own, it's just me and Ozzy the dog out here. It's been a big week here, young Joel, my youngest, he uh, tested positive for COVID, so Annette, myself and Joel are in isolation. Young Ben missed out on isolation by about 36 hours, luckily, so he got to do his trip to Melbourne, so Ben is actually in Melbourne uh, Catching up with um, Dylan and Josh, a couple of mates from up here that are down there now due to their work. So Ben's having a wow of a time. Picked a great weekend down there. A lot of sport going on in Melbourne, as you probably all know. With, I think the Grand Prix on down there, Bells Beach. They were, of course, going to the AFL footy. So a lot happening. Big week in sport, actually. But yeah, so I'm on my own. So there'll probably be a bit more fill-in time without Ben to fill it in for me. I asked Annette if she'd like to come on the show and maybe discuss the love of a life she actually said she didn't think my audience would be interested in gardening I said well I did actually mean me but uh, she just shrugged and walked away then similar to the reaction I got from Joel I said Joel do you want to come on the podcast with me he said what podcast I said fresh from the esky he says shrugged and walked away as well so it's just me so um got a bit we can talk about though I feel I have and we'll get into it right now. First things first um how's the podcast going? Well, it's going pretty good. Better than expected really. We've been heard in Malaysia. Uh, big shout out to Greg Parry there. Canada, big shout out to Tommy Urquhart. Italy, big shout out to Gav Mackey, but also the United States. The uh, big shout out to the unknown American and uh the United Kingdom, so big shout out to someone unknown there as well. Or maybe there's more than that. It shows up as less than one percent. Could be several listeners. Now, not only are we available on Spotify, uh, we're available on Anchor, Amazon, Apple Podcasts. I had to sell me soul to get that one done, actually, and Google Podcasts. If you do listen and are enjoying it, please be sure to share it with others. Uh, give us a rating if you can too that seems to help and also if you could follow us on our um what's it called instagram page it'd be great too like thank you to all that are listening need to grow the audience bigger and bigger i I see the um list cloggers they had their um one million listen i think and they've had about 56 episodes so by my maths that's about twenty thousand uh twenty thousand listens an episode so I'm not quite running that high at the moment, but we're working towards that. We'll put the new artwork that my second eldest son, Tyler, designed up with this one. I think it's quite good. We'll see what you people think when you have a look and maybe you can give us a reaction in whatever it is, those questions, poll kind of things and that. But yeah, it's good that we're, like I said, that's six different countries we listen to in, which is great. Other than 
that I can't. Yeah, it's going good. Thank you all for listening and keep it up. And like I say, share it around. Follow our, I think Instagram, we've got about 74 followers. We probably need 74,000, something like that. So if you spread it around, it'd be great. I think first thing we might do tonight is some of you are probably wondering how did Ben get to Melbourne with his geography skills. Well, I said to him, I said, Ben, just head south. If you come to a ferry that says this ferry goes to Tasmania, you're in Melbourne. I was afraid he might end up in Adelaide, but he hasn't. He's ended up in Melbourne. So we might just see if we can get Ben on the phone and see how he's going. Now, there's no guarantee we will get him. He'll probably be pretty busy, but here we go. We'll uh, see if we can get hold of him. I'll put it on speakerphone. Hopefully this will work. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Hello. Hello, Ben Hodgins. Andrew Hodgins. Ben Hodgins, you're live on Fresh from the Esky. How's things going down there? Oh, very well. Are they? Um, I did get a call from the Landlords and Tenants Association on, I think it was Wednesday night, concerning a bit of a uh, ruckus outside a Richmond um, household. Some guy in a, a pair of jocks and a sock. And they wanted to know if I was any relative. I claimed no. I, I just told them actually I was unmarried and had no children. Do you know anything about that, Ben, at all? Yeah, that was Josh, I'm pretty sure. Josh Costa was outside. Oh, it was Josh Costa. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh. The guy, um, that landlord's... Um, association and tenancy. Yeah, association would have got the names mixed up. Oh, must have. Yeah, no, they did... They, that was the description of God. It sounded more like a Josh description, actually. Um, I'm wondering how this landlord's even got my name and I, my number and ID, anything like that. Oh, I presume he... You had your license, or Josh had your license, or something like that. Yeah, must have because yeah, no one, no one put me up on anything about a ruckus on a Wednesday night. Oh well, that's what I heard. Is it untrue? Is that what you're saying? The whole thing's untrue. I'm not saying it's untrue. I'm just not. I'm just not saying it's true. So is it factually correct or factually incorrect? Can I have an answer, straight answer, please? Did I cause a ruckus? No. Is there a story? Yes. There is a disturbance. Was there a disturbance? What was that? Was there a disturbance? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Were, was one person, either Josh Costa or Ben Hodgins, locked out of their room in a pair of jocks and a one sock? Yes. Hmm. And do you claim knowledge of that? Is it you or was it Josh? Depends on who told you. I can't... I told you. I don't know his name. Okay. Well, it was me then. It was me. All right. Yeah. Well, what happened there, Ben? You obviously haven't... That was the first night. Might as well get it over and done with. Um, obviously, first night down in Melbourne, we're catching up with um, Dylan Tyler, Josh Costa. Um, so we we're always going to have a couple of beers. And we had a couple of beers. I had a couple of beers at the airport while I was waiting for them. They were still working, so I had a couple while they were working and all that too. So I was a bit ahead of them. And, I mean, they can't really handle their piss anyway. So and we and, and you can, obviously, last man standing. You've told us that before. Yeah, yeah. started cooking up, made some from scratch chicken, uh, chicken carbonara. Real impressive that he made that from scratch when he was drunk. Um, but yeah, so he's made that. He reckons he went to bed at about 12.15 and I was passed out on the couch. And about, I reckon, half an hour later, I've woken up outside their apartment door. Ah, so do you think they, 
they put you outside the apartment. Is that what you're saying? I, well, n- neither of them say that they put me outside the apartment door, but I'm pretty sure either I've slept to walk out there or more likely Dylan's put me out there, I think. <laughs> I like that, a claim of sleepwalking, so, yeah, all right, no. I'll, I can live with one of them. Anyway, how's the rest of the weekend going? Oh, the rest of, rest of the weekend has been um, spectacular. Saw the, uh, saw the Weagles upset the Magpies. Yes, how's that? Great weekend for upsets. Um, that The excitement's dulled just a little on the uh, Magpies and the Blues, hasn't it? I mean, the Blues yeah. got stitched up by the Gold Coast Suns. Great to see yeah. I'm happy to see that. It's a great top four at the moment with Melbourne, Brisbane, Fremantle and um, St Kilda there. Yes, it is very good actually, yeah, no. What what so what game did you see? You saw West Coast and Collingwood. So it was close, I think, wasn't it? It was a fairly good game at um ten points yeah, or West, something. West Coast Collingwood game was a real good game, a real um, close one. Yeah. And then today when I saw the obviously the Saints uh, versus the Hawks and Saints ended up smacking them in the end. Oh, so. didn't know what. Didn't they? It was a big win. Actually, I think I went from having um one out of three in my tips to ended up with five, I think, because I I did pick the Saints, I did pick the Bombers, and I picked the Tigers to beat the Dogs, and that happened as well. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's one of the better better results of the round, the um, Tigers beating the Dogs. Yeah, and Frio got up. You'd be happy about that? Yeah, I was a bit worried at, uh, a bit worried at some points. Um, that was during the because we're um, the boys live in Richmond, so we're at a pub watching the footy, and it was obviously the Richmond game on. So I was having to watch the Frio game on the phone. Um, pretty worrying at points, especially our um, inaccuracy. But yeah, got got their points in the end, so that's all that matters. Yeah, and um, and Brisbane, of course, got done by the Cats. But so up here, of course, it's big the way that um Tom Hawkins got away with yet another push in the back, but. In Melbourne, what do they say? Bad luck, Brisbane. We don't really care. Or, or what's the attitude down there? I, I don't know. I have not seen anything about the contentious free kick. Yeah, no. See, that's the difference. I think. Yeah, I think it might have a big Queensland slam. Josh, on. right now. Josh, do you know anything about the Geelong Brisbane game? Do you know anything about the end result? Yeah, but. The contentious free kick, the Tom Hawkins. Did you hear anything about a free kick or anything like that? Mm. Josh has not heard a single thing about a free kick. Yeah. Well, up here it's been reported that Harris Andrews is in a wheelchair. He's crippled him. He pushed him that hard in the back. So, you know. Oh, he saw a news article this morning on his phone. Did he? Yeah, see. Yeah, it's amazing the different uh, reporting of things from state to state. Anyway, it's good to hear you're having a great time down there, Ben. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've got a lot to talk about. I don't want to hold you up. I just want to make sure you got there. Because, you know, with your, yeah, your, your, yeah, your geography skills, um, I'm sure the listeners are worried that you've probably ended up in Adelaide or Perth. Anyway. No, my geography skills are actually sharpened up a bit down here. Just oh, ask me where Carlson was, pointing in the right direction. Yeah, well, I think they're about seventh on the ladder. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. the below St Kilda, actually. Right, yeah. But I think um, I'll save it for the next episode. But there's a, there's, I can tell you that story about that Wednesday night that um, oh. happened there. There's a, there's a fair bit of background to it. Yeah, I'm sure there was. Um, and I feel like I'm getting a bad rep from what you've been told. Oh, maybe, maybe. No, they just. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm great here, and good, you're obviously spending the night at 
home tonight, are you? It's not heading out on the town? No, uh, the boys, boys got work tomorrow, so yeah, we just went, went and watched the Hawks uh, Saints game, came back, had a couple of beers, and uh, yeah, I don't know. J- Josh and Dill, they got anything they want to um, contribute to Fresh from the Esky? Uh, I'll say, Josh, you got anything live on Fresh from the Esky? Anything you want to say? Go the Weagles. Uh, Josh just says go the Weagles. Yeah, no. Like I say, for a second string side, they're doing all right. Actually, yeah, for the I, waffle I, team, yeah. Yeah, they, they've got a few players back, I think, actually, now. But, um, yeah, that is that is disappointing from Collingwood. You're right, Josh. It is, yeah. No, well, I think we'll just settle the Collingwood people and the Carlton people down a bit, which I think is a good thing. Anyway, and the Grand Prix, um, lots of international women out, boys, on the weekend, I presume? Um. Uh, we didn't actually even really go out too much last night, to be honest. Oh, too crowded out just, on the town. Yeah, it was just me and Paula. Kosh had a um, tummy ache. Oh. That's what he said. He said, my tummy's too sore, so I'm not going to drink tonight. Oh, I am so impressed by that sem- sensibility, that sensibleness or whatever it is, that uh, word. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be impressed because he didn't really have a tummy ache. He was still awake when me and Paula got back. Maybe he had international guests over and just cleared him out of the room before he's got there. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I doubt just knows enough people around here. Me and Paul had fun on a, on Saturday night, though. Why? Well, what you do Saturday night? Um, no, me and Paul just went out to... He showed me... Paul has become a bit of a um, local local expert around here. Took me to Swan Street to a couple of pubs on Richmond. Oh, yes. Um, that'd and be... This was to the Richmond... After Richmond got up, after the... Yep. Um, after the dogs game so pretty popular you go to the central park i think it's the central in um swan street richmond central hotel central polar no we didn't go to central oh it's one of the big ones because that would have played in well because my music segment today is uh wedding parties anything they used to play at the central in swan street every christmas they used to big 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 affair it was do you know where the Central is, Paul? No. He's never heard of it. Oh, it's in... Sw- never heard of it. It's in Swan Street, Richmond. It's on Swan Street, apparently. Yep. We went to the Union House. Yep. And we went to... No, we didn't... We went... Are you thinking of the corner? No, I'm pre- unless it's had a name change. I used to play at the Central Hotel in Swan Street every Christmas, just before Christmas. There's a huge live show. They were f- quite famous for it, actually. To the Union, and I think we went to the Richmond Social. I think was the other one. Oh, the Richmond Social Club. No. Yeah, mm. big big lineups. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, well, they said it was the biggest crowd in history at the Australian Grand Prix. Which, considering we're still kind of COVID, um, you know, COVID still here, and that um, I think sensational. And Ricardo finished sixth in the Grand Prix, got in the points. Yeah, um, actually, Paul's. Um He's pretty interesting in the um, F1 at the moment and all that. What's that Drive to Survive documentary on Netflix? Oh, on what? Oh, yeah, no, he's interested in it. Um, I think he said he was looking at the tickets, but they were a bit uh, too expensive. It's a rich man's fort, he said. Yes, it is, yes. Steve Reed and was said down there. He pay the, the general admission fee just to stand up and look at the... And Look listen. At the fence and with the cars drive by once every bloody minute. Yeah, well, um, Steve Reed from Noosa went down to it. He went down on the Friday, and um, 
you get to see the practice and that like and the V8s run around and then I think he went to the footy. I think he went to Richmond um, and the Dogs. Yeah, I thought it was a bit weird. Um, I, don't, I don't get the appeal of going to the practice on a Friday. Oh, well, it's there's not many people there. You get to see the cars. You might even get a pit pass. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what the Grand Prix is about. It's racing cars. He's racing cars. You realise that, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit, of, bit of a boring sport, honestly, in my opinion. But, hey, huh? what would I know? Well, that's right. What would you know, Ben? But anyway, um, thanks for chatting to us, Ben. I'll try and line up an interview for us when I get out of lockdown. Of course, we're still in lockdown. Luckily, you dodged it by 36 hours. I was going to say, you haven't got a, haven't got a guest on tonight? No, well, I can't have guests, so... I, I asked. Or maybe might have, you might have roped Joel or Mum into doing it. Yes, I've already been through that. I think with my um, listeners, I said I said to your mother, I said, "How about you come on and discuss your the love of your life?" And she said, "Yes, she'd love to, but really, would the audience want to listen about gardening?" I said, "Well, I did mean me actually, but she just shrugged her shoulders and walked away." And Joel asked yeah. what podcast I was talking about. Anyway. I was say, I don't think Joel's listened to an episode. No, yet. no, he hasn't yet. No, that is true. Just a bit of feedback, Ben. You've got you're running fifty fifty with the uh, wearing a cap backward thing too from our listeners. All right. Exactly fifty fifty. Yeah, the pretty m- pretty much fifty fifty. Um, some people said, "Yep, you're slaying it with it." Um, some said, "You're not doing so good." Jarrett Rainford said, "You're an idiot." Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, actually, last night, uh, Paul probably won't remember. He was in the toilet when this happened, but I had probably about three or four chicks come up to me and say, "Oh, you're rocking that hat backwards." Really? Yeah, so that probably puts me a bit over the percentage. Yeah. It did happen. You were, you weren't there. You were in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, because I only just got reminded about it now. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you sure they didn't actually speak to the back of you first and then say, oh, no, he's facing the other way. We better go and say something to him now. No, they said I had a, yeah, I was rocking the backwards cap. Yeah, yeah, no, I was. the most fashionable bloke around, they said. Yep. Yeah, no. I'm... Shut up, Josh. All right, I think you're starting to get rowdy, you guys. I've been let you just go. I've got the rest of this show to do on my own. Thanks very much, Ben. Yeah, um, be interested to see um, how you spend the next thirty minutes by yourself on the podcast. Oh well, there's a lot to discuss. Big weekend in sport, Benny. Huge weekend. Triple G came back with a vengeance. He looked a bit ordinary in the first. Three or four rounds, but um, he finished his man inside nine rounds, I think. Um, so he is Triple now G. Triple G. Yes, he is now. That was the oh, um. Yeah, he was back. I thought Ryan, Ryan Garcia returned. Yes, Ryan Garcia returned against a man from Ghana, man from Ghana that um had a thirty-two wins and only one loss, which was his first fight when he was fifteen years old. But yeah, that was a one-sided affair. That really was. He. Beat him every round. He looked very good, that Garcia. Actually, he did. But he couldn't finish him, but he did knock him down a couple of times. Triple G, he won on a technical knock, knockout. So he's now a unifying champion because that was gives him the IBF and the WBC now. So he had a good win and looked good. But by the same token, didn't look as good as... I don't know. I don't know if he'll beat Canelio. He's 40 years old now. He took a bit of punishment himself, especially early on. But the way he fights, you've got to take punishment. And... To be honest, he didn't look as powerful as he used to either. 
But then the big one for Australia, of course, was Alex. Volk, the Volk, yes. Big win. Huge win. He won it. Well, they reckon the guy, the Korean zombie, as he's called, I think. Korean zombie, yeah. Yeah, his corner didn't even want him to go out for the fourth, but he felt he had to. A bit of pride there, but yeah, he was stitched up pretty bad, yeah, apparently. Apparently, there's um, all around a couple of UFC fighters and a lot of fans uh, congratulating the, uh, or appreciating the uh, referee for actually stopping the fight when he did. Yes. And he could have stopped it earlier, but it was good that he stopped it then because when he stopped it, the zombie was still standing. Like, it wasn't yes. Or yeah. Like yeah, no, but yeah, no, I think it was a good thing from all accounts that he did stop it. And, of course, the other thing in golf is um, Cameron Smith. He's placed himself quite well in the um, US Open. I don't know if you're aware, but there's one round yeah, to go. No, he's, that, yeah. yep, he's six under. Um, Scotty Scheffler, I think it is, who's actually number one in the world, I see. I didn't realise that. Um, he's nine under, so they'll be the last pairing. And more than likely, the win will come from one of them. So hopefully Cam Smith can get that done and be fantastic. Probably, probably the biggest event of this weekend. Um, Josh has just reminded me of it. Um, I've had my 100th different kind of beer since July last year. Really? I didn't know you were keeping them on um, tab. Really? Oh, well, that's the that's app I tried to set up. We should get fresh, uh, fresh from the Esky hooked up to the Untapped app. If you go into Untapped and search Benny Hodge which is my name, you'll see I've had 100 different beers. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, 99 beers and one cider that I accidentally rated. Well, that, that's a century. Well done, Benny. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a lot of bad beers in there, but a lot of good beers as well. Actually, um, while you're down there, you should um, look up the Loaded, Loaded Dog. It used to be a um, pub there in Melbourne that had every beers from all around the world. You could go and knock up another quick 50 there. No the dramas at all. Dog. The Loaded Dog. Right, I'll have to, I've got one more day here, so I might have to have a visit to it tomorrow. Yeah, you'd have to get the boys to pick you up on their way home from work, but yeah. Anyway, I'll better let you go, Ben, um, and welcome you back on Tuesday. And Yeah, right, yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks for answering the phone. We'll see you. Right. Bye. See you later. Righto. There you go, listeners. Ben is alive and well, and that was him on the phone. So what else will we talk about? I think I pretty much did the footy. Like I say, excellent to see that the Saints are doing so well. Uh, maybe the lid's back on a little at um, Carlton and Collingwood, I'd say, after the weekend they've had, because they were probably getting a little ahead of themselves. Um, what else have we got? Rugby league. I know a lot of the Queensland audience have been following the rugby league. Well, I actually picked, I think, seven... Of whatever you got to pick. How many games is it? I went for the one upset. I thought the Tigers might have done the Sharks. I thought that would be the one to catch me up on everyone. But what it did was put me one behind on everyone else because a lot of people picked the um, sweep of the round. Manly, of course, over the Knights. Warriors over the Cowboys, but it was only a one-point game. Uh, the Broncos went down, but showed a lot more, I thought, against the Roosters and that, actually. Storm stitched up the, the Raiders. Uh, the Rabbits, Dragons. Yeah, the Rabbits there. Eels over the Titans, uh, the tackle of the night on that was the uh, security guard on the pitch invader girl, who apparently has since said that, you know, she's got no qualms with the way she was tackled and that. Maybe she enjoyed it, I don't know, but 
yeah, it did look like a big tackle, but he must have taken her down a bit easier than it looked like. But um, it looked huge on the television. It really did. As I say, the golf, Cam Smith, um, he's put himself in a good position and hopefully he can get the job done. Um, that'll be tonight. No, I think I've been through the boxing and that. So really, I think we've pretty well done all the sport. On the hunt for the goat. Well, I have actually got a telephone number. But it's a bit too late. And it's not actually Heather Mackay. Because I've tracked Heather Mackay down. She was born... Well, sorry, I haven't tracked her down. She was born in Queen Bianne. And she has actually moved back to Queen Bianne now. And I cannot find a H. Mackay in the telephone book in Queen Bianne. But what I can find is four Blundells. Now, Heather Mackay's maiden name was Blundell. She was born in Queen Bianne as um, one of 11 children. So I'm taking a punt. One of those blunders will be related to Heather. So at a more convenient time, it's a bit late to be ringing people that I'm suggesting are somewhere between 70 and 90 years old. Unless, of course, they're a nephew or something. But anyway, it's a bit late to be ringing people on a Sunday evening at that time. So I'll leave that till I get a better chance. But I think we are getting closer. If anyone knows of any relatives of Heather Mackay, give us a call. We just want to touch base with the goat and let her know that we, well I anyway, consider her to be the greatest athlete of all time. Now it was after the um, Graeme Orr interview where we asked listeners to tell us about their celebrity encounters. Well, I thought with Ben not being here, it might be a chance for me to mention my celebrity encounter with um, Mark Wacko Jackson. My celebrity encounter, or his, I'm not sure, but I need to set the scene first. Um, there's uh, three central characters to the story, including myself, of course, which I don't think I need to mention myself, but the other character is um, Ron Todd. Now, Ron Todd played football, uh, VFL football for Collingwood. He played for them, I think, for 1935, 1939, those years. But then he made, at the time, a sensational move to the VFA League, the Victorian Football Association. He was paid the princely sum of £500 and £5 per game on a three-year contract. Um, Now, this was sensational. He went without a clearance, I think, at the time. So he was never allowed back to the Magpies to play after that, actually, either. So now, he kicked a few goals for the Magpies before he left, actually. And then in 1940, he did play for the um, Williamstown. Now, he kicked 99 goals there from centre-half forward. Uh, He then joined the Air Force and went to war, and then he came back. And 1945 was his big year. He kicked 188 goals. And actually, if you took in, he also played on Sundays for the um, Air Force in the RAF comp and he kicked another 41 57 goals there I think and for the year in 41 games he kicked 270 goals so a bit of a legend Ron Todd played at full forward like I say I think if you took his VFL and VFA goals into account he kicked 999 goals so he stopped one short of a thousand now Mark Jackson I don't know if people are aware of Mark Jackson but he's the man from the Energizer Bunny ad, but he was also, before that, a footballer. And he also played full forward. He played for, 
um, four different clubs. I think he played for Melbourne, played for St Kilda, and played for Geelong. And all up, he actually, and before that, he played for Richmond. I don't think he played a senior game at Richmond. I remember, though, going down years ago. must have been about 1980. And he was playing for Richmond Reserve Grade. I remember some bloke yelling out there, the Jackson, you're too slow on that. But didn't he was playing full forward there in reserve grade. But um, I think there he might have been behind both Michael Roach and Brian Taylor. So very difficult to get a game. But Mark Jackson wasn't a bad full forward. He, um, in 82 games, he got 308 goals. So average, you know, just under four like. But he was better known for his antics on the field. He, you know, he used to do handstands, taunt opponents, play up to the crowd. Um, even around the clubs, I remember, I reckon Sakilda got rid of him. He thought a big joke was dropping cigarette, lit cigarette butts in people's pockets and things like that at functions. And Anyway, but in very different character. Um, went on, had a hit single in Australia. I'm an individual, a bloody individual. Um, did a bit of acting, I think, on Highway Men. Um, was touring with Chopper Reed. They used to do a two-man talk show. Um, also toured with Warwick Kappa, who was another colourful full forward from the Sydney Swans and the Brisbane Lions. And I think Peter Bazasto, who was a bit earlier than them, but um, was a, another colourful character who played for Carlton. And the third central character in the story, of course, is myself, Andrew Hodgins. I was once picked a full forward, I think at Millerwar in the initial... Um, under 17 side actually but by quarter time they woke up that gee this guy's not real good and actually I think I spent the rest of that game on the bench anyway so so that's the three central characters so Andrew Hodgins is on a footy trip uh, to from Rockhampton to the Gold Coast um, it was my first year at Rockhampton I think I'd organised the footy trip anyway we took a minibus down the Gold Coast and um, on the Friday night we spent it at the Coolangatta Football Club and just happens at the Coolangatta Football Club, I ran into Ron Todd, the Collingwood Williamstown legend. Now, this guy, so he was about 70 then, and he was still a legend. He was that big a legend that he could actually get away with wearing crimpoline pants. Now, if you're from the 70s, you know what crimpoline pants are. They are uncomfortable. They look awful. But Ron Todd was wearing crimpoline pants and a blue polo shirt and getting away with it, so... That's what kind of legend he was. Anyway, it was great to meet Ron Todd and have a chat to him. Saturday night comes. I go to the Gold Coast Casino. We do a group of us and someone says to me, they say, look, there's Jacko, Mark Jackson, a couple of tables. I don't go over there, don't go over there. Well, that's like waving a red rag to a bull. So off I go over to speak to Mark Jackson. I don't just walk over. Of course, I go over as a energizer bunny, you know, the old stiff jumping boing, boing, boing. Anyway, Jacko greeted me with his high-pitched voice. How you going, mate? Big weekend? I said, Jacko, it's been a huge weekend. Huge. I said, last night I met Ron Todd, one of the greatest ever full forwards to play our game. And tonight I've met you, one of the worst ever full forwards to ever play our game. And Jacko was a bit taken back. Um, I was taken back by my mates. Actually, they dragged me away before... And Jacko hit me because Jacko also had a bit of a boxing career. I don't know if it was a great one, but great enough to um, put me down, that'd be for sure. Anyway, I'd had my shot at Jacko. I, I was quite amused by myself anyway. Jacko glared and laughed it off. Anyway, ten minutes later, 
Jacko did have the last laugh because um, security came up to me. They said, mate, you're going to have to leave. I said, why is that? He said, oh, you've been giving Jacko a hard time. And there was Jacko, about two tables away still, laughing and pointing at me. So Jacko won. And I actually, to make it worse, I had been actually having a win on the tables. I was thinking of moving to the $5 table. I was doing that good on the $2 table. But it was early night for me. Anyway, that was my celebrity encounter with Mark Wacko Jackson. As I was saying, we went through the, um, I went through some of the critiques we've been getting. My singing, despite what Ben said, has actually hasn't done that bad. Like I didn't get any tone deaf. So I got one from Christian Ogilvie that wasn't that bad. Um, definitely no John Farnham, but we knew I wasn't a John Farnham, and generally a positive result. So I'm thinking. We've also had a bit of a spike in our female listening. Now, Ben puts that down to photos of him wearing his hat backwards, but I think it correlates exactly with when I sung. So I'm thinking I may sing another tune and see how that goes, if I can spike it again. If you don't like my singing and do agree with Singstar and Ben, who said I'd be cyber-bullied, and Singstar says I'm tone-deaf, well, get on and give us a critique. Tell me how bad I am. Because... If you don't tell me how bad I am, I'll keep doing this. I'll keep doing it until at least Ben sings. I think Ben owes us a song. So tonight, I was thinking a tune for tonight. Well, as I said, I'm out here on my own. Ask Annette to come out, and um, she wouldn't. So it's just the dog and I. But he's actually left me too. Where are you? Oh, no. No, he's sitting there very quietly. Anyway, I'll do an Elvis song. It's all right. Here we go. I'll just have a little drink. Actually, I am having a having a smooth rum tonight myself because I don't have these expensive things when Ben's here. And we'll see how, if we can do a any kind of justice to an Elvis Presley song. All right? <clears throat> so as I say, um, I'm on my own tonight. Oh, goodness me. Lucky no one's rang me. I better turn the phone to silent as well. Right, it's on silent. Here we go. All right. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Does your memory stray to a bright summer's day when I kissed you and called you sweetheart? Do the chairs in your parlour Look empty and bare. Do you gaze at your doorstep and picture me there? Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell me, darling, are you lonesome tonight? Tell me, darling, are you lonesome? Tonight. Righto, there we go. Elvis is done. Righto, which moves us into our um, music spot for the week. So I'm trying to do this um, every now and then just to break it up for people so that it's not all just sport, trying to, you know, get a more inclusive audience and that. So weddings, parties, anything. Now, a band formed in, I think, 1984, I don't know how you describe them. I've heard them described as a folk band. I think they're a bit different to that. I've heard them described as um, our answer to the Pogues. Well, 
bit more understandable than, than the Pogues, but I suppose a, a folk rock band. Um, not a great commercially successful band. Had a couple of big singles, um, probably uh, Father's Day and Monday Experts would be a, probably the best-known songs that would spring to people's minds. But um, I thought not a bad band at all actually well known well known for their live um sets apparently like very well known and as i say they were very famous they used to do i'm sure it was at the central pub central hotel in swan street richmond each year it was about a week before christmas i think they used to do a um live set down there and it was quite big and big on touring and and that mike thomas was the lead singer and probably i suppose you'd call the founder of the band and Probably the only bloke stuck through the band all the way. I think 1999 they finished up properly as a band. They've done a few few reunions since then and that. But you probably heard more of the, your songs than you'd think. Scorn of the Women, that was their first album, but it's also got the thing. Well, it wasn't released as a single, but that's the one Scorn of the Women about the white feather. It's about the guy who didn't go to war because he had no good eyes and how... And that was a real thing that used to happen. They'd leave white feathers in their mailbox suggesting they were too cowardly to go to war. This was, of course, before conscription when you were volunteered to go to war. Um, I suppose, like I say, other songs, Sergeant Small, The Hungry Years, Away, Away. A lot of good songs, I think, anyway. They won a couple of arias, too, a couple of their early albums, that. And I think a good band, well worth a listen, so... If you get a chance, have a listen to them. We'll go out with one of their songs tonight. Just before we do that, though, a big shout-out to Maddie and the Hoopers who were down the Gold Coast recording some music themselves. Big band here, Maddie and the Hoopers. It's the Hooper boys, Maddie, and they do a very... Maddie McDonald did this, I think, actually, too, but no relation to my wife. But they do a very good job around here. The boys have been very musically inclined to Hooper boys there. If Harvard Brad Hooper, local musician around here who was very close to going on to bigger things, I think um, I'd have to speak to the Hooper boys about that, but I, um, one of the boys was telling me he almost was dragging at one stage. Very close friends with Keith Urban, um, huge band up here they used to be in at the time, um, Rock Force, I remember going to see them, a huge local band. The boys have carried on that music and they were in a band Lamont at one stage, but now they're in... Um, Maddie and the Hoopers, and I think you heard us discuss Ben and I the other night. They were at the beer fest, and just the vocal range of uh, Maddie is incredible. But oh, I don't know enough about music. Obviously, I've got a great voice, but I don't know much enough about music. But apparently, they're a very tight, well organised band, and that as well. They're down cutting some music, so hopefully, we get to have a listen to that when we when they get back. I'll speak to Ben and Sam and see if we can get or dill and see if we can get something off them but that's about it guys a bit of a shorter episode but it's a bit hard without ben to bounce things off i, I think i've covered what i was going to cover like i say it was a big weekend in sport the boxing um great to see alex volkanovsky or alex the greatest he's called do so well i thought that was fantastic um best of luck to cam smith in the last round of the um golf and we will go out with I am um, Weddings, Parties, Anything song. So see if you know this one. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. Remember, if you listen to it and enjoy it, please share it, subscribe to our um, 
what do you call it again? That Instagram thing. Yep, it's available on so many different things now. And let's try and grow the numbers and get bigger and bigger. I want to beat those. Well, I've got to catch those list blockers. I've actually stopped listening to them because I think if I stop listening to them, they might get any further ahead. Right, catch us next time. Thank you, Episode 7. Done. I was feeling bored But then a good train rolled up clickety-clack You say there ain't not special in that Oh, but it was crowded down It was loaded down With men all wearing rags and frowns And if you want to listen But I've been told they say tonight it's on for young and old in our town. Yeah, tonight in our town. So won't you spare a smile? Cause you shed a tear in these sad times, in these bad times, in these hungry years. But some say. They are food pickers, they are up for honest work. And some they are just hot time men, a little bit down on their line. So why is it you are frowning, Dad, when I say they're not that bad? Oh, they are tired men, they're unhired men.
Whoa, Satch!